0: you are looking for a new dentist, find them at weissmanfamilydental.com or call them at 303-494-0101 and tell them Audio Information Network of Colorado sent you. Thank you for joining us for the Thursday, July 27, 2023 reading of the Boulder Weekly. My name is Eric Levine. News, special edition. Wondering about tutoring and if your child would benefit? Here are some answers to your questions by Yesenia Robles, Chalkbeat, Colorado, July 27, 2023. This story was originally published by Chalkbeat. Sign up for their newsletters at ckbe.at slash newsletters. As educators look for ways to help students as they recover academically from pandemic interruptions, tutoring can play a key role. But across the country, many leaders are seeing that some of the students who need the help the most aren't taking advantage. So as parents, what questions should you be asking about tutoring and whether your student can benefit? Here are some answers to some common questions. When should I consider tutoring for my child? Rhonda Hannaford, Associate Commissioner of the School Quality and Support Division at the Colorado Department of Education said the first thing to keep in mind is that different tutoring programs are designed to achieve different goals. While parents might think tutoring is only to help students who are struggling academically, sometimes programs are designed instead to keep students engaged, accelerate their learning, or hone in on specific skills or needs. If a parent believes their child is struggling academically, Hannaford said they should look at what their school offers. First, I would say, meet with the school and talk about what they're seeing, Hannaford said. Talk about what's working. What are the child's strengths as well as where are their needs? And can tutoring help? It depends on what the tutoring program is designed to accomplish, unquote. Parent Carrie Rodriguez said her five sons report cards showed good grades and that her boys were doing well but when she asked them to read to her at home, she noticed two were struggling. Quote, these were things I could see, unquote, Rodriguez said. Rodriguez is co-founder of the advocacy group National Parents Union. She advises parents to trust their instincts and ask questions when they believe their child might be struggling. That means starting with more conversations with teachers. When talking with teachers, Rodriguez said, one of the most important questions to ask is whether your child is reading at grade level, and if not, what is being done to get them there. Quote, Report cards often are not telling us this information, unquote, she said. Ashara Baker, a mother to a rising second grader and also a leader with National Parents Union, advises parents that if their child attends a school that has low state test scores, they should consider tutoring even if it seems like their child is doing well. What questions should I ask to know if this might be a good tutoring program? Hannaford said the first step is to make sure that the goals of the tutoring program match your child's needs. After that, she said, parents should ask if their school has a diagnostic assessment of their child. Most schools do, she said. That information can guide tutors to a student's needs and to build on their strengths. Rodriguez likes to remind parents that they don't need to be well-versed in education curriculum to start asking questions. She suggests asking if a program is using evidence-based practices, which are strategies that are based on research and have been proven to work, and if their reading programs are based on the science of reading, the research about how children's brains learn to read. Quote, If you hear things like balanced literacy, that might be a problem, unquote, she said. Balanced literacy is an approach to teaching reading based on a debunked philosophy that reading is natural and requires encouragement, quote. Even if you just remember they should say science of reading, you shouldn't be intimidated, unquote. Some research shows that, quote, high dosage, unquote, tutoring programs may be most effective for students who need academic help. Usually that involves in-person instruction a few times a week. Baker is leading an effort to get New York schools to make high dosage tutoring available in public schools. She said, good communication is important. Her local district advertised a summer enrichment program and her daughter attended. Baker knew her daughter was taken to get a library card and to the farmer's market. And she heard about how much fun the kids had with water balloons. But Baker said she didn't know the program was meant to be a form of tutoring, quote. It can be fun, but you have to be checking in. How are we doing? How are we making progress? Unquote, Baker said. She also suggests asking if tutors are trained and certified and finding out how many students are working with each tutor. Small groups are best, she said. Hannaford agrees about small groups. She said the most successful programs have no more than six students per tutor. Quote, they have a clear purpose and vision for what they want to accomplish. And it's not a catch all with too many students because then students are not getting individualized attention, unquote, Hannaford said. How do I know if my child is getting the most from their tutoring? Baker suggests that parents make sure the tutoring program their school uses or that they select from outside groups does some testing that will measure improvement or where more help is needed. The tutoring program she pays to help her daughter outside of school now gives parents regular reports about how things are progressing and how parents can help maintain the progress at home. Jennifer Costillo, new principal of Boston P-8 in Aurora, said that the school has tutoring run by an outside group but uses the school's own teachers that are already familiar with their students. Quote, Having those relationships is very important, Castillo said. They know where those students' gaps are. They know the reasons students are there. I think it's important for the tutors and the student to be able to go to their parents and show that progress. After a month, I'm seeing an increase in scores or ability or confidence, whatever the issue. As a parent, hopefully you don't have to ask in a strong partnership, Castillo said that if the program you're considering has tutors who aren't teachers in the school, parents might ask if there's a way for the tutors and teachers to communicate with each other so that the tutoring help is aligned with what is happening in the classroom. Should I wait to get my child into a tutoring program? Quote, there's always that tug of should I wait a little longer. Maybe it was a rough year. Maybe it was a rough teacher, Rodriguez said. Things don't get easier the more you wait, they get harder, This is especially true for younger children who need extra help to learn to read. Being able to read will help students learn more complex subjects later. Hannaford and Castillo believe parents should clarify why their child needs a break. Is there a social or emotional issue, for example? And to look at various options to address the issue. Quote, kids don't need a break from learning, Castillo said. Learning can happen all day, she added. But we need to ensure they're engaged and it's not just sitting and listening. Taking the tutoring outside, making it more hands-on or making it more applicable might help. Unquote. Castillo also recommends that students understand the importance of tutoring and the benefits they should see themselves. Quote, the students have to want to be involved, Castillo said. Letting them have some ownership will help as well. Unquote. Yesenia Robles is a reporter for Chalkbeat Colorado, covering K 12 school districts and multilingual education. Chalkbeat is a nonprofit news organization covering public education. Contact Yesenia at yrobles—that's y r o b l e s—at chalkbeat.org. News: Our best investment. Layers of economic crises mean families struggle to find and pay for child care when school's out. By Will Matuska, July 27, 2023. It's an iconic scene. The final bell blares on the last day of class. Students send papers airborne in jubilation. Alice Cooper's raspy anthem fills the halls. School's out for summer. Students anticipate the ceremonious end all year, but for many families, it's the beginning of a season of uncertainty. Quote, summers become more expensive, unquote, because of the cost of childcare, says Jossie Martinez, the mother of a four-year-old Christian and nine-year-old Iliana. Since both she and her husband are full-time employees, it's a necessity. Quote, during the school year, Ileana has somewhere to go every day, Martinez says. In the summertime, it's hard if I don't have anything lined up for summer camp or child care, unquote. Every spring, families face the question of how to best support their kids during the summer when school ends. Parents can already expect to fork out an annual average of $21,000 per child for high-quality, full-time, year-round daycare through preschool in Boulder County, according to estimates from the Wild Plum Center. Childcare rates can vary depending on age and hours they attend. Add in increased cost of living expenses across the board, plus the end of pandemic era supports like maximum allotted SNAP benefits, and many families are stretched to the limit or beyond. Martinez says she's lucky to find full-time childcare this summer for Christian, who just graduated from speech therapy offered through his program. After being on a wait list for two months leading up to the summer, Martinez was only able to find a camp for Iliana two days a week for the month of June for $400. When Iliana isn't at camp, she joins her mother at work or stays with friends or family. While Martinez would rather have Iliana at camp five days a week all summer, something is better than nothing. Quote, if I didn't have child care, I would not be able to work, she says. And if I was not able to work, then there's a lot of bills that would go unpaid our rent, our vehicles, food, necessities that we need. Unquote. But Martina's circumstance is only the cover of a deeper story. Sources say families across the county struggle to receive adequate child care in the summer and are often left on wait lists of hard to find and expensive external programs or rely on the support of friends, family, and neighbors. Quote, summer is such a hard time for parents in terms of not having child care, and you have to keep working, says Julie Van Domelen, executive director of the Emergency Family Assistance Association, EFA. It's just really, really hard, unquote. It's especially demanding for young kids like Christian and Ileana, who are in a crucial period of physical, mental, and emotional development and already reeling from the covid 19s pandemic's continued impact on education. While there's awareness around the challenges stacking up against families in the summertime when school resources are unavailable, some worry how students and families navigate an unmonitored and expensive patchwork of childcare without falling through the cracks. Quote, this is an issue that matters for everybody, not just young families with children. Unquote says Matt Eldred, Executive Director at Longmont-based TLC Learning Center. Quote, it's employers, it's our community, it's the whole economic system, unquote. A lifeline for kids. The amount of students in variable housing highlights some of the most extreme family challenges in Boulder County's school districts. Last year, the Colorado Department of Education's McKinney-Vento Homeless Assistance, or MKV, program recorded the highest number of unhoused students in the last decade in Boulder Valley School District, BVSD, at more than 800 students. By May 2023, that number dropped to 700 due to withdrawals. That same year, St. Vrain Valley School District, SVVSD, identified 722 kids to receive assistance from MKV. According to EFA, more than 2,000 people and families with children experienced homelessness in Colorado in 2022. Students who lack, quote, a fixed regular and adequate nighttime residence, unquote, qualify for mkv a number of fees are immediately waived for students in the program including meals and transportation adriana Favila humara an mkv program specialist at bvsd says it's too early to tell what the program's numbers will look like next year but she thinks it will remain high Domilene says family homelessness looks different than adult homelessness. Quote, You may not see as many homeless families with children on bike paths and street corners. Unquote. She says, Because many families will couch surf, sometimes doubling or tripling up with other families before hitting the streets. Quote, but the numbers are growing in our community, which has a tremendously negative impact on children, unquote. School is more than class, says Allison Billings, executive director of Impact on Education, a foundation that provides resources for students and their families, quote. What are things going to be like if home is not a happy place, or home is not a stable place, or home is not a place where you've got access to food regularly, Billing says. Then school is a lot more than a place where you learn. School is a lifeline for kids, unquote. Summer school options are available for a limited number of students district-wide, about 100 students in the MKV program and just under 1,500 total students out of nearly 30,000 accessed BVSD's Summer Summit program or its online summer education, according to staff. Martinez says she tried to enroll Iliana in one of SVVSD's summer programs, but it was full. Billings says it's hard to reach students when they aren't required to be at school in the summer. Quote, I know a lot of folks in BVSD worry about the kids over the summer, especially the ones that we don't see who don't have stable environments at home, but I don't know what more the schools can do, unquote. Impact on Education estimates 40% of students don't meet Boulder County's self-sufficiency standard, which is more than $100,000 for a family of four. Last year, 25% of students in BVSD were on free or reduced lunch, a 5% increase from the previous academic year. This number has steadily risen since 2019. The Colorado Department of Education's Summer Food Service Program, SFSP, offers free breakfast, lunch, snacks, and supper to youth in Colorado all summer long, but doesn't collect data on who attends. Anyone 18 years and younger is eligible. Last summer, more than 2 million meals were distributed through the program around the state. There are 12 SFSP sites scattered around the county. Most are in Longmont. None are in Boulder. Domolin says it's, quote, very different, unquote, for families having to travel to get food in the summer compared to having food where students are in the school year. Maggie Sava a staff member at broomfield fish an organization providing family support services like food transportation and rental assistance says families can face higher food costs in summer months because kids aren't in school while food insecurity is a year-round issue Broomfield Fish is seeing record-high visits to its marketplace as families search for food. According to Sava, the organization has seen 26% more people this summer, June 1 to July 20, compared to summer 2020, and nearly 9% more compared to summer 2022. Domilin says low-income households with small children are hit the hardest by these changes, especially in the summer months. Quote, People can't afford what they used to be able to afford, and it doesn't take much to tip you into the negative when you're right at the waterline. Unquote, she says. High demand. According to state data, There are 297 child care facilities in Boulder County, which Eldred says isn't enough to meet demand for the estimated 13,000 kids under five years old in the county. TLC Learning Center has a wait list that is, quote, miles long of families waiting to get in, unquote, Eldred says. Nationally, the median annual price of childcare for one child in counties the size of Boulder County is more than $10,000 for infants, the most expensive childcare. For school-age children, that number is nearly $7,000. Almost every county in the nation experiences high childcare prices relative to family income. Meanwhile, Child care workers receive low wages at a median of $13.22 an hour. Some families at TLC Learning Center pay $1,600 a month for child care, according to Eldred, amounting to $19,200 annually, a number that's rising statewide. Martinez received financial aid for each of her kids this summer, a, quote, huge deal unquote by her account without it she estimates she would have paid upwards of fifteen hundred dollars just for june she's noticed higher camp and child care prices this year compared to last year because of limited availability and expensive child care eldred says families often rely on friends family and neighbors for support in the summer Quote, now for some families, that's by choice. If you've got family and relatives in town and you have grandma watching in the summertime, that's a family choice, he says. For other families, it's a necessity that potentially an older teenage sibling is watching the younger sibling during the summertime out of need, not necessarily choice, unquote relying on unstructured or unmonitored child care can put stress on families sava pointed towards some circumstances where single parents were forced to take off war- work to support their children bringing less income to the family eldred says students who are not in early childhood development programs are more likely to enter kindergarten a step behind their peers creating an achievement gap that grows through elementary school. The first five years of life impact long-term social, mental, emotional, and physical development. High quality early childhood education can help reduce gaps, but early life stress like physical abuse, family instability, and poverty are linked to developmental delays and poor health outcomes. Domelin says the effects of homelessness stay with children for a long time. Quote, if the child has gone through homelessness, they are more likely to be out of grade, have lower achievement levels, and have behavioral health issues. Unquote, Domilin says. We don't have a lot of answers. Martinez describes her kids as adventurous and outdoorsy explorers. Christian is her, quote, wild child, unquote, and Iliana is calm, patient, and brave. She says it's challenging to balance providing a summer filled with friends, learning, and growth for them and a steady income for her house, quote, as a parent, you wouldn't want to hold them back, especially when it comes to finances, she says but I feel like that's where we hold them back because sometimes we can't afford it," unquote. In the past, Martinez has picked up a second job to support childcare. County leadership is discussing solutions to this growing problem. In June, the Boulder County commissioners voted against the establishment of an early childhood special district that would have secured public funding for programs and services to support young children. Eldred says it will take a quote, mixed delivery system, unquote, combining assistance programs and private and public support to address what children and families need in Boulder County. It's proven that investing in kids pays off. Economic studies like those completed by the National Forum on Early Childhood Policies and Programs Show every dollar invested in early childhood programs can bring returns between $4 and $9. When it comes down to it, Domlin says someone has to pay for child care and family support services, whether it be local governments, nonprofits, or parents. Quote, I think we should address it as a community. Because really, our best investment is in the kids in our community, she says. They're the ones that are going to save the day, right? They're going to be our future, unquote. Opinion, letters, July 27, 2023, by readers like you. Regarding how a landmark Green New Deal victory was won. Thanks, Dave Anderson. A major victory by DSA-NY, the New York Renews Coalition, which led the successful four-year campaign to pass the 2019 New York Climate Law, CLCPA, is a more comprehensive model for a statewide Green New Deal, vital while Congress is gridlocked. NY Renews is a broad coalition of some 360 organizations, including major unions and environmental groups, but also people of color community groups, faith and social justice organizations, including several Democratic Socialists of America chapters. The Build Public Renewables Act was part of a legislative package NY Renews pushed this year with mixed results. The DSA-led Public Power NY campaign did most of the work to get BPRA through the legislative gauntlet. NYR's Principles of Unity at nyrenews.org partners are implicitly socialist, in my opinion. For example, number two, We recognize climate change represents a serious threat to all and especially to vulnerable people, such as workers, people of color, seniors, youth, and the poor. Governments at all levels need to act now because the warming planet puts prosperity out of reach for far too many. Three, we understand that unchecked corporate power jeopardizes a sustainable future. We support democratic and public control of the energy and finance sectors so that private interests never compromise the health and well-being of workers and our communities. Four, we can address both the climate crisis and the inequality crisis with the same set of policies. As the impacts of climate change mount, the crises of inequality and democracy will continue to grow. Unquote from Mark Schaefer, Albany, New York. Boutique student housing. The property at 2700 Baseline is a proposed boutique student housing project at the corner of 27th Way and Moorhead. Just what constitutes boutique student housing, I discovered in attending a meeting at such a facility, Owned by the publicly traded American Campus Solutions. In the lobby was a bank of Apple computers, multiple TV screens, and ping pong and pool tables. A swimming pool was behind the building. The meeting was intended to sway opinion in Martin Acres that the project would be a community asset in creating a park along Moorhead from Skunk Creek through the defunct car wash and Nick's auto. Boulder Gas, Grease Monkey, the abandoned Wendy's, and Baseline Liquor would be replaced by a student dormitory with the amenities of a private club. Traffic flow for the businesses on 27th Way and Moorhead currently is surprisingly fluid with multiple entrances and exits, but access and parking look to be a nightmare for the new building. Having spent my sophomore year in the Lazy J Motel on Euclid Avenue and subsequent years in a succession of rooms in private homes on the hill, the revelation of such a cocooned campus life was startling. Student housing in Boulder is a competitive and lucrative business with, quote, in locus parentis, unquote, carried to an extreme. The site is zoned for neighborhood friendly retail and Martin Acres is designated single family residential, but our landlord friendly city council and libertarian governor, Jared Polis in promoting unbridled development and density are poised to run roughshod over such distinctions. Resource conservation and affordable housing are of no concern in this project. Displacing four long standing businesses for luxury housing and a small patch of greenery does nothing positive for the neighborhood. From Robert Porath, Boulder. Regarding restoring the land can feel like a lot of fun. I loved reading Dr. Rick Knight's recent article suggesting that ecological restoration could be a new form of outdoor recreation. See Writers on the Range. Restoring the land can feel like a lot of fun. June 29, 2023. As the executive director of Wildlands Restoration Volunteers, WRV, a Colorado nonprofit that engages volunteers in land restoration, I am obviously biased, but I would endorse the idea that this work can be a lot of fun. At WRV, we say we have a dual mission. It's succinctly described by our tagline, Healing the Land, Building Community. While Dr. Knight focused on the first part of that, thanks to Dr. Knight for acknowledging our work, I'd like to emphasize the importance of the second. As social creatures, humans need community for plenty of reasons. In fact, recent research concludes that social connections are as basic as our need for food, water, and shelter. But social connections also give life meaning and make it fun. Volunteers on WRV projects build relationships with the land, with themselves and with one another. It's this last example that makes ecological restoration fun. You don't do it alone, but with others who care about the land. If you care about the land and like to have fun outdoors, join a WRV project this summer visit WLRV.org. We trust you'll have a good time. From Catherine Postelli, Wildlands Restoration Volunteers, Longmont. Entertainment, arts and culture, the sounds of science. Jeff and Paige make learning fun in Boulder Valley by Jessica Sharp, July 27, 2023 on a golden summer evening the harmonized voices of children filled the chautauqua meadows with a song about a flesh-eating bacterium oh giardia i don't want you to give me the runs a woman on stage draped in a full-body bat costume sways back and forth beside her partner who dons a purple cowboy hat and rainbow striped socks The crowd, most of them no taller than three feet, cheer on the performers with enthusiastic applause. Jeff and Paige have become icons in the Boulder County educational scene. They've captivated families for nearly two decades with catchy tunes centered on science and conservation. Their performances eschew the conventional featuring a plethora of costume changes as they transform from bats to ungulates To butterflies and beyond. Jeff Kagan and Paige Dottie met while pursuing master's degrees in environmental education. With a shared passion for music, education, and conservation, they also found common ground in their desire to transform science education into an engaging immersive experience. Kagan says teaching in his 20s inspired him to reevaluate his own education and adopt an edutainment approach. Kagan, who was on staff with Boulder's Open Space and Mountain Parks Department, OSMP, at the time, penned the duo's first jingle, Scoop a Doop Poop, while sitting next to a dog waste trash can one hot summer day. Quote, that's what started it all, unquote, he says with a laugh. Soon after, the pair collaborated with OSMP to launch Meadow Music at Chautauqua. The series, which has now run across a decade of summers, offers a family-friendly hike soundtracked by Kagan and Dottie's songs about tectonics and trees. The relationship with OSMP has become an essential element of the organization's mission to provide environmental education to Boulder Valley youth. Quote, Jeff and Paige are incredible naturalists, educators, and performers, unquote, says Curry Rosato, OSMP's education manager. Quote, it takes a village to do nature connection work and inspire stewardship, and we are grateful for our partnership. Unquote. Slow it down. Dotty and Kagan's warmth and creativity is evident in their boulder home, appropriately nestled against the open space they so often sing about, its garage doors decorated with chalk-drawn rainbows. Quote, Our work is fueled by awe for other species, how we feel when we are in nature, to feel in concert with the planet, and the opportunity to create community and to live in this town, unquote, Kagan says. Dottie nods in agreement. Quote, It's a dedication to the slowness of the change, she says. Us doing a show isn't going to have an impact in this huge way but doing thousands of shows over and over for thousands of kids and inviting them over and over again to connect to presence, to nature, to themselves, to connect to the world around them, that's what keeps me going." The duo's slow and steady approach has also made them a fixture of Boulder Valley School District's BVSD science curriculum. They perform at more than 25 schools annually and participate in an average of 40 school assemblies. Through their partnership with OSMP, most of these shows are offered free of charge. The duo has also showcased their musical brand of education at a handful of Operation Water Festivals, a joint effort between the City of Boulder and BVSD, to educate students on conservation, protection, and science. Quote, their creativity to incorporate the world around kids is something I've never really seen in other performers, unquote, says Laurel Olson, community engagement manager for the city of Boulder. Follow the joy. The tuneful Twosome's local popularity speaks to their ability to unveil the magic of science, with a typical concert involving three or four costume changes. Their infectious jingles teach children about local flora and fauna, as well as complex concepts such as density— Their brand is built on transcending classroom walls and encouraging wonder and curiosity, which they have found to be the most effective teaching method, even for difficult topics like climate change. Quote, we figured out how to perform and present these concepts without offending or polarizing people, unquote, Dottie says. After 19 years performing across Boulder Valley, Kagan and Dottie's work has inspired countless children and families to pursue the sciences and take an active role in preserving the natural world. Quote, We have all these high school and college age kids coming back to tell us what an impact we had on their lives, Dottie says. It's just so beautiful and feels so meaningful. I don't think I could have decided to do that. It just came from following the joy. Unquote. There's evidence of the couple's influence at every Jeff and Paige show. As the sun sets on that golden summer evening in the Chautauqua Meadows, Kagan and Dottie meet eager fans after the concert. Nearby, a child sporting rainbow socks sings out, quote, Planting the seeds in a row, 21st century heroes, unquote. Entertainment Music In session. Nonprofit Outreach Program Helps Front Range Music Teachers Fill the Gap by Jesse J. Gray, July 27, 2023. Travis Laburge's family didn't have a lot growing up, but there was always music in the house. Despite living between paychecks, his parents socked away enough to provide him with a piano instructor who charged on a sliding scale. Now the executive director of the Boulder-based Parlando School of Musical Arts, LaBerge is paying that gift forward to students here on the Front Range. Quote, I didn't tell this story growing up because I was so embarrassed about it, but I'm happy to tell it now because I feel like it shows the importance of supporting kids who have passions. Unquote, he says. Quote, as I became an adult and was thinking about what to do with my life, I knew I wanted to be part of a larger movement that allowed kids to have the same opportunity I had. Unquote. Parlando is an Italian word meaning to speak, and central to the mission of the nonprofit founded by Laberge and his wife Christine in two thousand three is a drive to help young people find their voice through music. Billing itself as Colorado's largest standalone arts outreach and education provider, the 501c3, headquartered at the Dairy Arts Center in Boulder, offers private lessons, group classes, and workshops, quote, for all instruments, ages, and abilities, unquote. In addition to raising up to $75,000 annually for tuition assistance, Parlando also implements an outreach initiative to help local public schools supplement existing music education programs that are often the first on the chopping block during budget downturns. The idea behind the outreach effort, dubbed More for Colorado, designed to focus on Title I and low-income schools is to dispatch Parlando music instructors during regular hours to keep young musicians engaged in their existing programs while easing the burden on teachers who say they don't have enough time or resources for their students. Quote, it's been a really critical way to reach kids who might have slipped through the cracks if they hadn't gotten that one-on-one and small group support, says Casey Middle School music teacher, Katie Sains, who once worked as a Parlando instructor while earning a graduate degree at CU Boulder in the early 2000s. Now Sains and her students at Casey distinguished as a Colorado School of Excellence in Arts Education, are on the receiving end of a program that has supported 3,000 classes in 29 schools across the region's four major districts this past academic year alone. The longtime educator says it all comes back to the fundamental value of music instruction for young people. Quote, I have seen kids who might have been really school avoidant come around and find their place in a music program, which they might not have found otherwise, she says. They find their crew, which is so important for middle school kids, a group they feel comfortable with, having fun going on field trips and making music together as a regular part of their school day. It's really critical that we include it as part of the curriculum and give kids from all socioeconomic backgrounds and abilities, the opportunity to thrive, No one wants to play a broken instrument, but however effective a supplemental in-school program might be at reaching students and alleviating the pressure on overworked educators, it doesn't amount to much if the instruments aren't in good shape. That's the message a Parlando instructor brought back to LaBurge in February of this year. Quote, he said, Travis, what we're doing at this school is great, but my students' instruments don't work right. I'm spending more time in my sectionals trying to do basic repairs, some of which I can do, some of which I can't. Unquote. The executive director recalls. So LaBerge contacted local partner schools to determine the severity of the problem. After learning how widespread the issue was, Parlando partnered with Flesher Hinton Music in Wheat Ridge to collect and repair 83 different instruments from nearly half a dozen local schools over spring break. That included Casey, where Sains says many students participating in the free and reduced lunch program can't afford to pay the yearly rental fees typically charged by schools to help with upkeep. Quote, We tend to have a ton of instruments and it's very difficult to keep them in good repair, and no one wants to play a broken instrument, Sainz says. So when Parlando stepped up to help out with some of those repairs, the kids had instruments that were working correctly and more fun to play, which was so helpful because it's very difficult to encourage kids to practice if their instruments aren't working, LaBurge says the point of initiatives like this year's instrument repair program and the Parlando Vision writ large isn't to train the next generation of concert violinists and pianists necessarily. He says it's about facilitating a deep and abiding sense of joy while fostering the life skills that come with learning to play, whether music is one of a student's laundry list of weekly activities or the golden ring that will steer the course of the rest of their lives. Quote, Most of the students we work with fit in between those two extremes. We're simply interested in them learning how to play their instrument, enjoying that process, finding joy in it, and hopefully music will be a lifelong skill they can take with them. Unquote, Labarge says. Quote, If we invest in these kids now, think about what they will be able to achieve and what they will be able to give back in the future. It obviously becomes something much bigger than any one person or any one teacher or any one organization. It's how we make the world a better place. Unquote. Cuisine. Nibbles. Salad Gets Schooled. Fork Farms yields fresh greens and agricultural education all year long by John Lendorf, July 27, 2023. Schools are focused on growth, whether nurturing students' intellectual progress, spurring physical maturation, or teaching social strength in the community. The hope is to produce a bumper crop of kids well-prepared for a challenging future. Meanwhile, many school districts struggle to feed their students nutritious meals because of funding challenges, supply chain woes, especially for fruits and vegetables, and finding enough workers to make and serve the food. Wisconsin-based Fork Farms has come up with a solution adopted by more than 800 schools across the U.S., including some here on the Front Range, have students grow fresh produce in the classroom. Quote, our mission at Fork Farms is empowering people to grow their own food, unquote, says Lalu Beret, brand vice president. Quote, not only does it provide education, but our farms produce enough food to affordably feed a community, unquote. Fork Farms produces the Flex Farm, a hydroponics unit that grows plants in two half moon vertical chambers with water and nutrients circulating through the system. Quote What makes Flex Farm unique and so efficient is a large LED light tower in the middle. Buret says, Light is recaptured within that cylinder, creating an optimal controlled growing environment for the plants, unquote. The flex farm is not just another educational tool. The mobile hydroponics system can grow a significant amount of food, averaging 25 pounds of lettuce every 28 days year round. For a, quote, for a school, it can offset the cost of sourcing greens from a food service distributor because it can grow popular salad bar items for less than one dollar a pound, unquote, Beret says. This is especially important in the winter when school districts can ta- face a 20 to 50 percent price premium to buy leafy greens. Flex farms are not inexpensive, clocking in at just under $5,000. But there are ways to offset the investment, according to Beret. Quote, Many of our partners, especially teachers, look for grants outside of their school or organization to fund the purchase. School nutrition programs are funded out of the school meals budget, so it's a little easier. They're seeing a return on that investment within two years because the farm is so efficient, unquote, she says. Here on the Front Range, administrators at Jefferson County Public Schools are running a pilot program with a Flex Farms unit. According to Beth Wallace, Jeffco's Executive Director of Food and Nutrition Services, the 150 school region is exploring how the hydroponic system, quote, may be used in a large school district, unquote. The first harvest from Jeffco's Flex Farm was sent to a, quote, handful of sites, unquote, operating a summer food service program, which provides free breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner to youth in Colorado all summer long. Quote, letters were used in our salad recipes, excuse me, lettuces were used in our salad recipes, and students also tested a caprese-type appetizer with the basil that was grown, unquote, Wallace says. While Jeffco students aren't currently getting hands on learning with the Flex Farm, Wallace says part of the project's focus is to understand, quote, any learning experiences that might be coordinated with the pilot, unquote. Quote, for the coming year, Wallace says, we plan to continue this as a pilot for investigating possible processes for growing the greens and how to distribute them safely to sites, unquote. Although hydroponic systems look high-tech, there is a misconception that the process is complicated and time-consuming. Quote, it's actually simple and pretty straightforward, Beret says. Typically, someone needs to spend about 20 minutes a week checking water, pH, and nutrients, maybe a total of two to three hours a month, unquote. Every flex farm comes with enough seeds for about three months of planting, plus the nutrients needed to make that farm run. The company offers a wide range of greens and vegetable seeds, according to Beret. Fork Farms maintains a digital portal providing resources, tools, and an online community that helps customers learn how to use its flex farm system and deal with problems like insects. There are also K-12 teaching materials for classroom programming connected to agriculture, history, climate change, STEM-focused technology, health, and economics. Unfortunately, we are running out of time, so I will continue with this article next week. Events. Kahula'ana. Saturday, July 29, 2023, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Also, Sunday, July 30th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Avalon Ballroom 6185, Arapaho Road in Boulder, 720-278-4213. Kahuna Ana, Hawaiian Cultural Weekend in Colorado, with hula, music, lectures and hoike. Thank you for joining us for the Boulder Weekly. My name is Eric Levine.: If you enjoyed this program.